Table Talk is not your typical D&D TTRPG podcast. We are not here to run you through our whole campaign. We're here to talk about everything else in the space of Table Talk. I'm your host, Alejandra Wilhelm. And I'm also your host, Mariah Gresham. And we're your tabletop roleplay girlies. Alrighty, and we are live with another episode of Table Talk. Um, we've got a wonderful, wonderful guest with us today, someone I've been hounding and tracking, and I've had you in my sights on threads for quite a minute now, <laughs> and I'm so happy to have you. Um, Want to give us a little introduction to yourself, as well as where people can find you? Hey, hey, um, great to be here. Uh, I'm Aiden uh aka the dungeon maestro um you guys might know me uh from my early days uh doing ttrpg and you know uh uh, uh critical role music on youtube um but you know um last couple of years especially since covid hit um you know been mostly on on tiktok um barely touched instagram and then threads came around and then now i am there and i have completely almost completely abandoned my tiktok because i i suck at social media i'm a homeowner yep, on threads yep, yep exactly mm-hmm, yep threads uh, just yeah. feels easier it does it does i mean i used to be big on in you know into twitter but uh dude, like dude it, it, I, it's it a just, hellscape it in got there. hard it, it got hard yeah it is a hellscape in there it got oh man like it was just oh <sighs> i'm like getting like ETSD yeah, you like nom flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, Threads has like a little bit of like a weird, like old school Tumblr vibe to me, mm-hmm. where it's like the yeah. sense of community and the fact that you can kind of just get in there and say scream weird shit into the void and like yes. just you know that vibe and the <laughs> of internet. Back. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This was like this was like two thousand and like this was like two thousand and four, two thousand five Twitter. Um, and then fully, fully 2011 to 2016 Tumblr is what Threads feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good vibe. I love it here. Um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I, I was really excited to have you on specifically because like one, your music is beautiful and two, I especially am a music hoe when it comes Mm -hmm. to like our tabletop games. The amount of playlists that I have on Spotify are sinful obscene yeah um obscene ale and i do be like a core pillar of the support of spotify you're barking up the wrong tree you know y'all know i am a dj so i have an obscene amount of music too i feel you because i was like you're gonna know where i'm coming from yeah Yeah, i think for our strixhaven game alone for my character i think (laughs) ale and i have four combined playlists that like in fairness, like I have nice. made and then added Ollie too, just in case you ever and like I'll periodically tag her in and be like, I've made a new section that's emotionally damaging. Nice. Go give it nice. a Yeah, nice. you're like, we this stand. is a, a playlist for a very specific vibe of this character. And then I have several other ones. Yeah. On top of like being being a dungeon master and like I maladaptive daydream like a motherfucker. Oh, same, yeah. And so <laughs> When I'm listening, like I do a lot of my session prep and planning to music mm-hmm. because that is how oh, yeah. I visualize like scenes and things develop yeah. in my brain that way. Um, so when I'm driving in the car, that is like 
me cheating the DM prep of our game because I can just like hard shift myself into that mode if I put on a very specific playlist. So like right now we're entering a ball arc um, for our little Nepo baby noble character. Um, So I have so many like different ball playlists that I listen to for very specific points of development in her story. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, It's so good. What are you listening to for that? Uh, you know, oh my god! For that ball inspiration. It, well, I, I'm also like very big on like classical music. I mean, duh, it's a ball. Um, yeah. but, like, uh, what? No way. <laughs> no, crazy. Um, but I got hard shifted into. Um, I'm really bad at remembering like artists. And I'm the worst person about remembering artists, actors, all of that. And people are like, how do you not know this name? I'm like, I will know it if I see the person or if I yeah. listen to the song. Right. But Go if you ask me, have I listened yeah. to the song a million times? Would I know who wrote it? No. Yeah, like, um, name, <laughs> and like just five directors but let me that see. I love. Uh, I'm going to no. pull up one of these ball playlists just to like spout some names. Nice. Bloodstone Ball. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, we stand, we stand um, good ball, ball music. Yeah, uh, Rob, Robin Applevist or something, Carlos Viola, mm. um, Peter Gundry was a big one that I found that I was like, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. No. he's yeah. fantastic, yeah. Nick Murray, everything mm. from Nick Murray right now is exactly the vibe, um, for what nice. I'm looking for. Nice. Um, Heck yeah, I also love, love a lot of like violin music from Joel Sunny, mm. um. He does a lot of really good covers of like more modern songs mm-hmm. into like yeah. violin. And I'm like, oh, it's obsessed. But yeah, I mm-hmm. just be, it's very like dark court uh, energy. Right. How do you spell yeah. Murray? Is Murray M U R R A Y. I was, I was so far from <laughs> the light with that one. Yeah. There we go. So Nick Murray was the music that I played us for um, that introductory scene. Um, again, that that tone of like, I maladaptive daydream to these songs. And then that's how I figure out how I'm going to articulate certain scenes. Mm-hmm. So nice. listening to those songs, um, let me see which ones specifically. They're, they're in order. So Midnight Masquerade, um, beautiful, beautiful song. It's one that I kind of painted a scene of them getting on these because it's our city is like a like a coastal city. Um, And then the Bloodstone Island is in the in the bay. And so they got on these little gondolas at the dock, these beautiful like white ivory gondolas, and they sailed over to the island. And so they go through this like spire of like cumulus cloud um, looking Mm. mist. And as they like broached on the other side, the whole like bloodstone aisle like opens up to them. And if you look up, it's a celestial themed ball. So it's very like you are in the heavens vibes. And so you see the Bloodstone Island, um, the gondolas get lifted um, via like magical servants. And so you're kind of all like whisked around and then like you land at the dock. Um, And if you look up, it was like right at, um, I think like high noon or something. So the sun is directly above and it's like God rays going all the way down. (laughs) Um, And it was just like, uh, like that, like that is the shit that I envisioned when i listened to that song mm-hmm. and i was Amazing. like yes perfect i've crafted my scene yeah <laughs> like i think the other one is called golden chalice 
And there are, so Bloodstone Island is literally an island on, uh, it's made of bloodstone. It's a huge deposit of this stone. Um, And so they have these bloodstone constructs that, that like act as guards, but also are decorative statues all over the place. And there were these two huge ones um, that basically did like a, a fight uh, as like an opening ceremony entertainment that ended in a dance. It went from fight to dance to like their embrace and then they solidify as statues again. Um, wow. So I did that whole fight scene to Golden Chalice. It was really funny because oh, we're like yeah. at this very long table and like it's beautiful, but also just like as hunks of bloodstone rubble like fall very near all these <laughs> nobles. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it was really funny because Ollie would describe like some people knew this was gonna happen and so they were very poised and like oh my like i mean we know it's not gonna hit us and some people were flinching like what the actual hell is happening (laughs) (laughs) heck yeah heck yeah that was so good that's amazing but like for me music has always played such a huge part in not just the way that i construct my scenes um but even whenever like i've been a player and obviously Mm -hmm. like if i've played a bard um i i am not a singer um, I, I, will, I will definitely state that publicly that my voice um, sounds like a dying cat in an alley. So when I play bars, <laughs> I'm like, mm, you're not going to get me singing at the table. I'm so sorry. I'm right. doing myself a service and everybody else around me. Um, but I do make little playlists. And so like I used to have this little Warforged bard and it was kind of a mix nice. of um, I think Corvus on TikTok did a video about um, like an EDM base cannon warforged i was about like, to okay. say i was like you yeah. dropping that base you dropping that base but i wanted it to be a little more like graceful a little uh and so yeah, i yeah. very much took the inspiration from like Lindsay sterling because it's that nice. blend of like edm but still very like musical and like pretty yeah. to yeah. me so then that was very much the the energy that I brought to that that character. Okay. And so I would have little playlists and I had playlists for like when we were in combat and I would just start playing that as we were like in combat or if there were really important scenes where she would be playing yeah. music, I would play whatever song was relevant to that scene mm-hmm. or I had songs that specifically were for my other players. Like songs that she, in my mind she would have um, done to basically tell those individual players' story. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, and that, that campaign mm-hmm. was also cool because, like, the, I'll say, for lack of a better term, bosses had, like, because it was a Ravenloft campaign, so, like, all the Dreadlords and stuff, uh. they had their own themes. And so particularly, like, Strahd, who has a penchant for just popping up, surprisingly yep. for a visit we would just be doing yep. something and then you would hear Strahd's theme and it's like oh no <laughs> it's that very video yeah, game-esque moment mm-hmm. where it's like why is the music changed why, <laughs> why is the boss music happening yeah, right like, now why can't I open my map like what's going on <laughs> it's yes, very much that yeah. that mood yeah that's 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 the that's my bread and butter. That's that's the reaction I strive for every time I compose something for somebody is to, you know, insert that, you know, uh, what you're describing as a light motif, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, right. And yeah, just having that level of recognition in, you know, whether it's my players or somebody else's players or, you know, whatever, right? 
um, just that moment of recognition. Like that's, I strive for that every single time. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a good feeling on, on both sides. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also like the thing, cause like we've been like, Ollie and I have kind of both been plotting out and working on, um, writing out like a horror podcast of which like mm-hmm. I'm, I have my little kind of all I have for council of DMS. Like I now have a council of just like horror loving folks that have unhinged ideas of which like Ollie, nice. our editor K and our friend Oak and like other people are, are in there actually with, uh, with, uh, Kate from Kate the Great as well. And so I've been like hyper fixating a lot on sound design and those things and in things like Magnus, where it's very subtle and how the effect of music and soundscapes and stuff can almost be unconscious. We have like oh, yeah. putting you at ease or setting you on edge or something. It's like, mm-hmm. does any of that, how, how much of that goes into when you're composing or like, how do you interweave Every, that like psychological influence you want to have? Uh, Every single time. Yeah. Uh, especially shit. especially in horror, but uh, honestly, I do it for everything. Uh, horror, we'll start with horror because, you know, you mentioned it. It's also easy in for that conversation. Yeah. But um, yeah, whenever I compose horror, um, even especially if it's like, like sort of like creepy build up music, right? Uh, or, you know, um, you know, like, for example, the party is just, you know, wandering through the halls of Castle Ravenloft, mm-hmm. you know, um, moonlight coming in through the windows, but there's like nothing, right? Perception checks are decent, still nothing. Yeah. You know, that, that, like that kind of music. Um, yes, I will be doing a lot of like subliminal shit, um, in the music, um, you know, uh, we'll start with the obvious and that is, um, you know, I will play with frequencies that you can't hear. Yes. Um, I exactly. love that. Stuff. So, um, uh, if you're playing like, uh, even online, but especially if you're playing in person and your audio setup is pretty damn good. Um, you know, I, I like to play with frequencies where you can like feel them instead mm-hmm. of hearing them. So like really low bass rumbles, yep. you know, right in the sort of like 20, 30 hertz range. Uh, it's like your dog starts having a reaction in the corner and it's like, yes, why are we both having this experience? What are you hearing? Yes, he's like, honestly, honestly, legit though, because I like use my, I use my dog as like, yeah. a, 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 like <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as, a, as a guinea pig, pretty <laughs> much. Like if he reacts to the scary shit, then like, I know it's scary. Um, <laughs> but, and also like really like, really high pitched stuff, you know, that maybe only a child could pick up, but, you know, or some of the younger, you know, people in the TTRPG space might pick up, but some of the older ones might not. So, you know, it's kind of like subliminal, musically splitting the party where half your table is like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so terrified. And the other half is just like, what? Like, it's fine. Right. And, you know, sewing that discord in there. Um, so yes, like on a subliminal level, I'll do that. But also like musically as well, there's a lot of ways you can kind of, um, you know, insert those little, little nuggets of, uh, you know, recognition or just build that tension. Um, I, you know, am classically trained. So I, uh, hearken a lot to, you know, sort of the tried and true methods that have worked uh, a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, some of the most effective things have been to use the light motifs, um, but not in, in you know not in that sort of like cheesy you know Wagner, you know, Stravinsky, Shostakovich kind of like yeah. Um, the where it's more know, overt. overt. Like yeah, subtly yeah, exactly. use it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so instead of being like overtly like, oh, here's the light motif again, we're in this scene, that scene, blah, 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 blah. Um, like, you know, we pull a John Williams or we pull a Prokofiev, or you know, uh and and where you might have heard the mo like, for example, we'll stick with like Strahd, for example. Maybe the first time you experience Strahd's theme in, say, my game might be a piano like little riff mm-hmm. just just happen like the the chord progression right. or like the skeleton of it yeah something like and that and it builds right? from there yeah uh well no uh so that'll end eventually the next time you see strad or hear about strad you know via rumors or you know you're you're talking to its townsfolk or you you're facing one of his you know his minions um it might not be the piano again it might be like the horns mm-hmm. or the trumpet with a mute on. Um, and to make it even creepier, maybe, you know, you're finding like one of his, you're finding about like the dark ones or you're finding out about, uh, uh, like, like you found one of his pieces of writing or something. Right. And instead of giving you the motif as is on a different instrument, I might invert it. Mm, yeah. Mm. Reverse it. I might, uh, I, I might split it in half and put the first half in the second half, you know, so, but if there's still that level of familiarity because your brain has now acclimated to starting to associate yeah. that with yeah, it's exactly. the same it's, it's, notes. It's, 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 they're just exactly. presented differently. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I love doing stuff like That's that. That's cool. Um, with all my characters, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the BBG. Um, so, um, and I love doing it with player characters as well, because like, you know, um, uh, uh, a character can have a theme. Usually, if it's a player character, it's like somewhat heroic, if not tragic. But then I'll play around with it and maybe like turn it. If it's like ri- originally written like minor key or like a certain mode, then I might switch it to like major key or a different mode, right? Yeah. Um, for you know to to accommodate the different moments that they're gonna have, but also like I historically have played in a lot of games with a lot of like quote unquote former edgelords. Um, and so sometimes they still fall into some of their old habits yeah. and, you know, but you know, recovering have a lord. Sometimes. Yeah. Recovering edgelords. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're edgelords anonymous. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> hi, my name is dark urge. Uh, hi, dark urge. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> I need a dark lords anonymous shirt. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so a lot of times, not so much now, but like, uh, in the beginning, there were a lot of times where, you know, the DM or GM has quote unquote confiscated PCs. Um, cause, you know, they were just not acting in the favor of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then just having the music ready for that change for that turn was, yep. oh, it, like, you know, just, it, it really drove it home. Or like if you lose. Um, a character, so it's like if it was a yes. heroic character that had something that was in a very bright major key, and then that character what did become property oh the DM, 
And then you mm. just start hearing either an inverse or because the inverse thing is cool because there's a weird subliminal like call and response aspect of mm-hmm. that, especially when you talk about like Strahd and his yes. like fighters or whatever. Uh, it's like them oh, yeah. repeating that same sequence of notes back. I was a band kid, so I'm going to fully like hell yeah go we way stand. too deep into this. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, and what was I saying? But, like, yeah, when you... Call and response. Yeah, the call and response, and then going back to, like, if a DM takes that character and you hear a warped version of their mm-hmm. theme. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Yeah. How unsettling yeah. that can be. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Or, or like, if an NPC dies, and then suddenly, like, several sessions later, you hear that theme again. Yep. that's my favorite moment to pull and like it's it it might even be like a tangential conversation with a different npc but like i just have like the theme very subtly playing in the background just lightly and it's just like i can see the confusion in my players and i'm just like (laughs) yeah i bet that that's incredibly i can think of it as like what you were mentioning about like that same theme but being changed uh Mm -hmm. and presented in different ways i can think of like um, a lot of situations in video games where where mm. they do that, like the most recent would be like Baldur's Gate. Like I can think of like yeah. Raphael's theme, and then yes. you know his yep. ultimately how it builds into like that final battle, and now it's like mm-hmm. fully orchestrated, fully mm-hmm. yes. uh, yeah. you know the whole thing, and it's like it's the same one that you've been hearing in interactions mm-hmm. with him, just in different ways. Yep, um, yep. That's how you do it. So, That's how you do it. Yeah. It's good, sh- good shit. Okay, My- so everyone, everyone hearing this podcast right now is a composer you know how to do it just yeah. <laughs> now you've now become Obviously. a composer you've been honorarily yeah. knighted by aiden and that's I, really I the, the authority you need <laughs> i've also been playing a lot of hollow knight and hollow knight score Ooh. is absolutely yes. beautiful amazing 100%. like it is up there with like some of the bloodborne like oh yeah score for me as oh, yeah. far as like oh yeah my my favorite scores in games it's mm. it's so so good and it does, especially in a game where, like, subtle and atmospheric storytelling is everything, which is a lot of how I like to do things anyway, especially with things like horror. Uh, it's, ooh, it's just so good when it's done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of my favorites is, um, and again, I'm a, I'm a platinum member, Dragon Age girly, um, but <laughs> uh, Solus's theme, mm-hmm. and then... If anyone's ever played like trust the trespasser DLC, like that is a theme that is relevant to him in the in the base game. Yep. And then that final like battle to get to Solus and the mm-hmm. way that that song builds and mm-hmm. was orchestrated. When I tell you, like that is one of those moments that I wish I could go back and experience again for the first time because that music gave yeah. me full body chills yeah. and like overwhelmed me with so much emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just remembered listening to that music as I was like playing out the scene and I was like, there was so much. I I, I also experienced music. I feel like more than other people maybe because of my maladaptive daydreaming bullshit. But like, I remember being so overwhelmed by like how beautiful that and like tragic that music was in accompaniment with that scene. Oh, yeah. it, like it was so. everything to me. Yeah, there's a certain amount of like of maladaptive daydreaming because I've had this thought as well as far as like the music provoking images, and I was like, where the line between like maladaptive daydreaming to music and something like synesthesia? 
where like you mm-hmm. you see sounds as yep. you interpret them as colors and things, or you hear words and then you interpret them as colors. Um, I wonder where where the line and the sliding scale of that is. That'd be an interesting. I don't think there's too. a line. I think it is a sliding scale. It, most, <laughs> most, I mean, most things are now. It's I mean, a spectrum, yeah. like most things. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I, in yeah. Um, like modern. Obviously, as someone who doesn't have like like diagnosed um, synesthesia, can't you know authoritatively say anything about it. But nor can I. But um, yeah, it is something I've casually right. wondered about for yeah. That, years. that yeah. That's it. I do know some people that have it, and it's like yeah, like it's 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 different. Um, it's a different level. It's different per person. It's it's very, um, you know, obviously it's a it's a it's it's a, it's a neurological thing as well as a sort of like social thing as well. So mm-hmm. it's very context context based too. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't think there's a line. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe people with very vivid imaginations have some level of synesthesia too. Um, maybe not. It might be a totally maybe other not. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be something because I truly do just like go somewhere inside of myself and I'm like, I experience songs as like either music videos or full plays or whatever like that's all going on in my brain it's that yeah. same degree of like when you're reading and you mm-hmm. can visualize all of it so yeah. clearly and then like when you get burst out of that moment you're like oh shit i'm just looking at pay like paper yeah okay let me let me ask you this uh, yeah. uh, when you're reading we reading obviously you mentioned you know you're you're visualizing do you, any of y'all hear a voice in your head reading out the words too Sometimes, yes. If I have like, Dope. if I have a, yeah, that's not like psychosis. You're fine. Um, but like, oh no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel fine, but oh yeah, not, <laughs> okay. It, it is Glad I'm not alone. Like I'm gonna throw it out, and hopefully someone agrees with me and doesn't. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like not all the time, and definitely there is a a definite aspect to like music and books and things where uh, they have certain triggers that can help. Uh, flip you into a flow state whether it's like listening to music to write or you go into a book and there's a point of immersion where you're kind of pulled into it either by the ritual of the actions or the whatever like sounds you're experiencing or what like it's can be a million different things that sort of funnel you into that Mm -hmm. uh but yes if i've especially with like longer books or series or something like that or books where i feel like i have a stronger idea of who the characters are Yes. And certainly like yeah. when I'm writing and when I'm working through scenes in my head, yes. That's like like watching a play. Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. I don't ever experience the voice reading to me. I feel like I go through a state of like I've opened the book and I am like logically like my my eyes are are passing over words and my brain is processing them as I go. And then mm-hmm. at some point that switch flips and now I'm just like seeing the scene and I've stopped. Nice like perceiving words in front of my face if that makes sense yeah and then like i'll randomly get burst out of it like if my, my mom calls for me or some shit and i'm like oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah my, my wife is the exact same way like she does not hear a voice at all and like yeah. it's just all like processed um and and like internally visualized um which which kind of explains why like she also experiences music um, in that same very, way. Yeah. Like, like, like she experiences it very deeply, very like, um, 
I wouldn't say visceral, but like, you know, in that kind of like, in, in, in kind of that way where it's like, it's like a tangible, with whole like body. full it's body a tangible experience. experience. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's just, that's, that's interesting. Um, you know, I, yeah. I just, I lashed onto that after you brought it up. Yeah. I do that shit a lot in the car because like I, it's, it's like two different parts of my brain working at the same time. So like, oh, I, same it's God. why I love driving for long periods of time because I'm like, I'm about to get so much entertainment in the next three hours on my way to Austin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I love, um, I hear, uh, how do I, how do I phrase this? Um, like kind of on the other side of the coin, I hate driving the act of driving. Mm-hmm. I love sitting in a car for a long ass time. Yeah. But also whenever I'm in a car, sit, just sitting in the car, right? In the passenger seat or in the back, right? There's a social expectation of me, and I hate that, too. I just want to sit in the car and just tune out, right? Yeah, let my brain go. Exactly. So, plane ride are my thing. They're, like, ideal, because you're not responsible for anything, like, any social obligations or any exactly. operational obligations of, like, the, yes, the vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If anything, it would be abhorrent for you to turn to the person next to you and start talking. <laughs> like, no, please. Please We're God, sitting, no. like, brushing shoulders, but I need you to pretend I don't exist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because yeah, when I listen to music, it's like, I, I'm in I'm in only two modes. I'm either in work mode, right? Mm-hmm. Which, um, I guess I didn't say so in my intro, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> now people are way too deep in this, in this episode. Um, but my day job is to compose ttrpg and book music right so i'm in if i'm listening to music i'm in either work mode which is either research or just you know um dissecting whatever it is i'm looking at it yeah apart mm-hmm. or i'm in i need this music so that i can drown out the constant composing in my head mode mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why i don't like you know driving um because i do need music playing so i can drown out the composing that's happening in my brain constantly um but also um yeah i would also like to enjoy the music so uh you know the act of driving itself kind of um uh puts a damper on on negates you being able to like sit and enjoy it yeah exactly exactly. yeah i'm not always able to like fully lock in to like a great maladaptive daydream state when i'm driving alone but when i do it's great because those like long drives like from houston to austin it's like oh cool an hour and a half has gone by and i wouldn't know the difference just like another like i don't know what who's been operating this vehicle safely wow. i'm i'm jealous i'm like fully but i can't yeah I, I can't always do that and like some of the difference of like listening i mean to I'm, a, I'm a conscious or, driver but it is fully like two different parts of my brain that can be going at the same time and not like interfering with each other, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 It does. It does. It does. Yeah. What is um what are some of your favorite projects that you've done as far as like composing for either RSCFG or but Oh, okay. Um uh that's a good question. Uh mm-hmm. I would say chronologically, um not even chronologically. I would say as a whole, anything where I get to blend genres, mm-hmm. um, specifically if I get to uh, 
if I get to uh, sort of get in touch with my heritage, with with you know the the Asian instruments, the mm. the, the the Chinese music, mm-hmm. right? And if I could blend that with you know Western orchestra, maybe stick a, stick a little bit of EDM in there as well, put a trap beat over it, like that's that's my shit. That's my yeah. Um, so I would say, uh, now I would say chronologically, um, you know, with that being said, favorite projects are probably, probably going to be, um, this was pro bono. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do this for, for, for money. Um, it's all, it's all clout baby. Uh, but I, <laughs> um, um, but I, I wrote a theme for, uh, Marisha Ray's character in Critical Role, Bo, uh, in campaign two. Um, I've heard it's, that. It's, it's beautiful. You. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. For those of you who haven't, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's as big as you think it's going to be. Uh, none of the instruments are real because I use everything, do everything digitally, including the choir. Um, so it was, uh, it was, I think it was one of my first times that I actually got my digital choir to sing like lyrics and molded it to what I wanted nice. want them to sing. So I had them singing, you know, I, I made, I turned it into a Kyrie, um, which for people listening who don't know is a, uh, a, a traditional Catholic, um, song or, or, a, a, a poetic format within mass. I believe it's number two or number three. It's after the introitus. Um, uh, but yeah, the Kyrie, um, the, the full, Lyric is Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, uh, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. So it's, um, uh, 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 God forgive me, God forgive me, Christ forgive me, Christ forgive me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I made Bo's theme into that because Bo was tied to, uh, was it called the, the cobalt soul? Yeah. Right. Um, and I wrote it like right kind of like in the first third of campaign two. So like she was still sort of like, discovering a lot of the sort of more divine aspects of her monkhood yep. right um so yeah so i made it into a curie um but instead of um christe eleison you know because like christe doesn't exist nope. in yeah. exandria jeebus christ yeah jeebus jeebus christ don't exist um so i made it i, I made it her god ayun so it was uh curie eleison curie eleison ayun eleison ayun eleison mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, to keep it within the, in the within the world. Laura, um, yeah, yeah, but 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 yeah. So uh, this this piece does rank up there because I got to make my my digital non human choir say the things that it needed to needed it to say. Um, and and if you listen to the song, there's actually more lyrics in there. Um, uh, I just don't remember what they are now. It's been years. Fair, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then after that, I would say, uh, next favorite thing, probably going to be, oh, I, um, for, for those, those of you who follow me, um, you might know that I collaborate with OBP musical sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. and so I do a lot of stuff with them and it's, it's, uh, very vocal heavy. Um, so I, I think. I think it'd be one of my first vocal pieces in them. Um, uh, probably it's never winter, um, which is somewhere. I think it's on SoundCloud. <laughs> um, but it's like a, 
it's like a uh, toss a coin to your Witcher style tavern, mm-hmm. you know, ditty. I love um, that. Yeah, it was it was real fun to do, real fun. It was just so simple in terms of the arrangement. Um, and yeah, so uh, doing something like that was super fun. Um, and then and then Our editor Kay also used to work with them. Um, really, she she worked with them a lot, and then I've I've been like back and forth in DMs with them, both like on my personal and nice and now table talk. Nice, yep. heck yeah, heck yeah. So you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm aware. Heck yeah. <laughs> Um, and then honestly, I, I, I treat every single one of my projects as, as, you know, like my baby. So, um, it's really, it's, it's, it's hard to choose, but, you know, just going off of recency, um, in terms of like just fun level, I, I, I'm probably going to say that the, the theme music I did for Tank Tolman, um, for his first D&D character, um, uh, the, uh, and, and he played, he played a, a dwarf, it was either barbarian or fighter. I think it was barbarian. Um, and yeah, straight up, straight up, just asked me to do Viking music. I'm just like, I, I got you, bro. Uh, and you know, just hours of me locked in my room, um, just doing like throat singing, just, uh, you know, Incredible. <laughs> laying on top of each other. Um, and yeah, no, that, so yeah, that project was super, super fun. Um, yeah, and then just my current one right now that I'm doing with uh, Infinite Stories. Um, quick plug, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're a new TTRPG platform that are poised to come out this year. Um, and uh, with a focus on, on um, like, providing art and writing and uh, music by real artists like humans as both AI Love. Mm-hmm. um to DMs and players. Um it the um the sort of cool thing about this platform is that um it's the it's really its search engine. That's kind of its sort of unique selling point, I think. Um and that is instead of using like keyword searching um like everyone else um, it uses kind of the same, uh, like, uh, 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 predictive paradigms of AI. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not mashing art together. It's not, you know, scraping anything. It's literally just taking that, you know, sort of. It's just retrieving. Quote unquote. Exactly. And, 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 and yeah. applies like it to the a gallery. Exactly. So, for example, if you, if you make a digital painting, Right. Um, and in the background, you put like a, like, like it, it, it's a, it's a portrait. And then the background is like a, a prop, a little, a little prop. Right. And someone searches, um, you know, for, uh, 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 for something that is related to that prop, your art piece might still pop up because the quote unquote AI has also seen that that prop is there. Um, yeah. And it, it, it'll, it'll just, it's, it's a way to like provide you with alternative option for pieces of art. Um, stuff that you might not think thought about. Um, and it literally just like, it's, it's meant to just make it easier for people to, uh, find assets that they want to use. Um, I believe they're also doing like battle map VTT stuff as well. Um, which is super cool. Um, but yeah, so, cool. you know, I'm doing music right now 
the sort of first wave of music for them. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely wanting to bring on more musicians and like, you know, I'm so stoked to finally start a band. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Josh. No, manifest yeah. it. Put it yeah, all okay, into the okay, universe. Fair, fair, Not right, a phase. Right, cool. We're going to start a band. We're going to start a band. We're going to start a band. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm currently doing music for them. Um, the, the stuff that I've recently posted on threads, you know, the, the sort of more, trappy edm stuff that's the main theme for the platform is very league of legends um and and then you know obviously because it's ttrpgs any platform has their like in-house setting so currently all that asian stuff i'm posting is like tied to that as well um and then some there will be a lot more too um but yeah like so just recency effect only because it's like dominating my life right now um yeah this is one of my favorite projects to be a part of yeah, I love that. And I've also seen like that you've you've made like a, a bit of effort, especially like on threads to to find more like Asian creators to connect to. And then yes. I've been on a whole kick of like Desi Quest right now mm-hmm. and loving it because it's amazing and so so well produced um and i grew up in like a predominantly hindu neighborhood so it's bringing back a lot of memories for me because a lot of my friends growing up were hindu nice and i was like oh this is good fucking shit and and i like got into a whole kick where i was like i got really inspired by that in the sense of like god i want a like kind of similar concept but for like a latin based like homebrew world for a lot of like latin american countries because i'm venezuelan mm-hmm. and um like i remember at one point with roll d5 um uh Andoan, like had messaged me that they were gonna have like an all spanish speaking cast mm-hmm. um and there's elements of that where i was like i got a little self-conscious and my initial reaction was no because like i'm i'm an immigrant i came here when i was really young um so like my spanish is not uh as good yeah. as like a lot of my family like i still speak it fluently but i definitely have like a little bit of an accent and it's like a point of being self-conscious so like the idea of putting that out publicly yeah no no i i get that yo that that's valid as well um (laughs) but it would also be like a really cool way to reconnect with my culture and i'm sure i'm not the only one that feels that way yeah 100 percent. no no listen i i get that because um i'm from hong kong originally um Mm -hmm. born and raised um this is not my original accent i went to british school so um <laughs> i i i spoke like i do in D um but now i speak like this um but that said yeah no i i mean i lived there for 18 years i i've been here in the states for 11 um and i i can barely speak the language now like i I have trouble remembering how to order McDonald's like, and, and the words that I do remember, you know, when I was speaking with my parents, I, I can audibly hear my own accent coming through. I did not mm-hmm. have an accent before. Now I do like, and then like all of my, uh, you know, friends and family from back there are just like, hey, yeah, white boy speaking. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> you have accent now. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh no. <laughs> um but yeah no i get that i get that so like yeah don't don't feel bad and also like yeah great way to reconnect um i think uh part of the reason why i like just love composing you know asian and chinese music so much is because i i think like you know quote unquote kind of lost that connection 
in my uh you know in coming here or or schooling but also like i you know grew up in british school i grew up sort of as a you know third culture kid um mm-hmm. and so like i only just kind of like through the composition reconnected with my roots and even then it's still you know a bit of a struggle because and this is probably another po- a different podcast because freaking you know you're talking about hey you're, you're talking about we're going eight, into it. segueing into completely <laughs> different we love, listen we Heike. love to psychoanalyze ourselves and other people Heike. go Heike. for it okay but, but diving right back in i mean you know like we're talking about like ex- uh, the 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 sort of similar yet vastly different experiences of both immigrants, what, you know, de- depending on different generations, first generation, second generation, generation immigrants, or, or, um, you know, people that were born here. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so like there's this whole like contention between, you know, who's a better Asian, Asian Americans or immigrant Asian, you, you know, yeah. or like people who stayed in Asia. Right. Uh, motherland people so it's yeah it's it, it's it's so it is interesting and it's also very daunting and scary and also um ultimately so validating to like finally kind of navigate that um yeah can of worms as to speak um <laughs> yeah and then, which is why um you know that, that's why i'm writing um, generation of heroes with my childhood best friend, Terrence, um, you know, just trying to tell Asian stories, you know, in a West predominantly Western medium. That's cool. That's cool. I love that. That. Yeah. yeah. I think one of, the, one of the things I love a lot too, is that like, as this hobby has been growing and obviously like representation is, is, is pretty important because it it is mm-hmm. like a, has been a predominantly like white male dominated sphere and it's start, it's, begun to break out of that as like yes. TTRPGs in general and Dungeons yeah. and Dragons have received more and more popularity. Um, you know, representation and things like that are important. And then that's why we have things like Desert Quest, for example. Mm-hmm. Um and like I remember when on had approached me about that like all Latin like game, um I was like my initial reaction was no because I was like I'm petrified of the idea of like <laughs> potentially speaking Spanish behind a screen in front of yeah. other people that are you know because um, again same thing like yeah. amongst my family you know I went through a stage where I stopped speaking Spanish even right. though my whole family spoke Spanish at home because I yeah. was I was thrust into an American school yeah. like I started in a bilingual school but then I came home speaking like a Mexican girl and my mom was not having it um, <laughs> so not that there's anything wrong with that but we do have different slang and different things that we say um, yeah. and I live yeah. in Texas so you know hey what's up fellow hard. Texan let's go baby <laughs> that's a whole are you in Texas too? Yeah, yeah both are Ollie and I are as well I live in Austin. Dude, yeah. we're let's in... go. I, I'm in uh, DFW. Okay. Nice. There you go. Well, we're all equidistant of each yes. other, basically. Pretty much, yeah. 
Cool. Uh, cool. Because I like com- I like one hundred, not one hundred percent, but like I like related to 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 that story so much more now. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, you know, she took me out of there because I was like coming home saying Monday and shit like that. Not that <laughs> that's wrong. She was just like, well, we don't do that. No, it's like that's the wrong um, culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she took me out of there. And I also wasn't like learning English, which was her main thing, was like Fair. to kind of segue me into uh-huh. English. But yeah. at that school, it's like everyone just speaks Spanish. Right. Um, so she took me out, put me, and I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. It's called the Woodlands. <laughs> it's very bougie. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, it was very much like I'm one of the very few, like, <laughs> like latin people um at my school and even then i'm very white passing so it was just you know um and you're you're spicy white i I, yeah i'm spicy white and so i dropped spanish for a good period of time like i understood it but i just wasn't speaking it at home and then eventually you know as it as it does it's like yes i understand it and i can speak it but then i forget certain Uh words in my accent and whatever and like Mm -hmm. my family would would tease me about it so then it's like even even more negative reinforcement to Mm -hmm. not speak it and like i really only started picking it back up once i started working because Mm -hmm. obviously speaking another language is a big asset in the workforce especially in texas yeah Um, yeah so i started speaking it a lot more through work and still use it and like that's honestly one of the only reasons i probably never lost it permanently Mm. um but yeah, it's it's still like a point of being self-conscious, but I would love to find ways to connect to my culture with other people, especially if it's something in in this hobby that I love. But mm-hmm. like when I had the idea for, oh, like I would love to do something similar to DesiQuest, um, mm-hmm. I was like, the only real scope of it, I was like, would I be DMing it? And then I was like, like <laughs> 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 that yeah. terrified me even more. Yeah. Cause I'm like, uh, like I'm so I've always felt like disconnected from our culture. Like we've, we've had a lot of ways in which we've kept it within my family. Yeah. Um, But like, I'm really, even my younger cousin Mm -hmm. got to spend more time in our country than I did because he came here when he was like around 10 or so. And then they had to go back for a year before they came back to stay permanently. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm the only person in my family that didn't get to grow up there. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there, that's hard yeah. for me. I'm like, yeah. I would love to reconnect because it's one of those situations of like, I don't even get the option to go back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. I mean, uh, all of my cousins, I think one's still in Canada, but oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm a bad Asian. I suck at math. Okay. Um, so I'm <laughs> okay, a musician. So um, I, oh, okay. Two of them are in Canada, but everyone else is back in Hong Kong. Um, and I feel that because like, um, a lot of us did go abroad for, for college, but then everyone else went back. Um, mm-hmm. and some people didn't even leave. So like, yeah, I feel that like, like I, plus like only other, only one other of my cousins like went to the same British school that I did, but like, yeah, like she connected with like our our sort of quote unquote um not even expat but like transplant culture a lot easier than i did because like she went to she she like went to first to sixth grade i think in like canada and then came back and then stayed right 
Um, mm-hmm. but I was always in British. Um, and so I was like a, a grown up feeling out of place. Like I was never white enough and never Asian enough. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, like I, I feel that cause like what you just said, cause it's like, yo, <laughs> I I never got to I never got to reconnect as early as y'all did, but also I never got to really grow up in it either. Um so yeah, yeah that, that that resonates a lot with me. Yeah. And I think like I've had this conversation with Mariah like I want um you know since we've started this podcast and we we started about six months ago mm-hmm. and, and it's funny because even I like realized it after a certain point I was like most of our guests have been white. <laughs> yeah and, and I was you, like you said it to me and I was like no you're 1000 percent right and like <laughs> I haven't we've had a lot of like neuro spicy people but other than yeah. that that's about it as it's far like as a, like, it's like yes yeah. it's like a Friday night at Billy Bob's pretty much and I'm like even at one point <laughs> we started joking I'm like we've had like three Ryans on this show back which yeah. <laughs> there was a bit where I was confused about I had to make sure I was clicking the right folder <laughs> with the correct Ryan because nice, we recorded nice. three of them in one weekend and i was like this yep. is too much yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. there's too many ryan's and we're collecting too many um but yeah and so at one point i was like i want to make more of an effort to not only connect with like more latin like creators but just in general like i i want to highlight those voices um yeah. because like the the space is changing and that deserves mm-hmm. to to be represented 100%. um and in that in that search, because I think at one point I also made a post where I was like, like when I was considering coming onto that like Latin actual play, mm-hmm. I was like, are there any like other like Latinx actual plays that I can go listen to to just kind of like mm-hmm. get immerse myself, not just in the language, but also like the language we use in TTRPGs yeah. in my own. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, like that's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. That's a whole different thing. And so I want to like, you know, get that. And so like I had one, it was crickets. Yeah. So I was like, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then like that's a different problem. Trying to do my own research. Mm-hmm. And it also sucks because it's like I did my own research. I found one that I started listening to for a while. Um, but it's also like half the guys that are in there are speaking like, like Spain Spanish. So I'm like, right. I can't do this lisp. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't tolerate for for extended periods of time hey, uh, when I'm trying to learn. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't it's, do this. It's, it's very different. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, I bet. Castilian Spanish and oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Latin 100%. American Spanish are almost different languages. We're different from 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 country to country. Oh, yeah. Because Truly. like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even Puerto Ricans like love Puerto Ricans. I can't understand you. They speak shit. a different language. I'm so yeah. Oh, yeah. so different. Yeah. I know I feel that. That's why that's why I, I yeah, I'm from Hong Kong. I'm not from the mainland. So like I die a little on the inside when someone says, "Oh my god, do you speak Chinese?" and I'm just like, "Yeah." Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, what do you uh-huh. mean when you say that? Sure, definitely. Yeah, what do you mean yeah. Chinese? Oh, Chinese. Like, Chinese <laughs> TM or like a specific, like, <laughs> and I've, I've worked through my, I've worked through my internal racism. So, like, I'm, I'm cool. But, like, uh, just to all the people that are listening out there, if you, if you're, if you're thinking about asking someone you suspect is Chinese that they speak Chinese, and if they're older, I, I'm going to say maybe older than 40, 45. Um, don't, <laughs> yes, no. you might, uh, you might no get a, you might get a very unhinged response. Um, i.e. like, what do you, what, what, what do you mean Chinese? Huh? You mean, you mean the correct Chinese or the dirty Chinese? Mm. <laughs> the dirty Chinese. 
Yeah. Oh my god. No, I've Good got. Enough. I've gotten. I've gotten many times the like the do you do you speak Mexican and I'm like uh, <laughs> no mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. Almighty yep yep it's I would hear like it means so in my very so white school right? yeah and I'm like why must we say that like Jesus Christ yep yep. yep. No, I get it. Yeah. It means something so different if, like, a white person asks you that as opposed to, like, another Latino person asking you that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, no, you're you're asking me if I am from Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, like, other Latinos will never be like, yeah, do you speak Mexican? No. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> like, yeah. No, they would not be They know dead. you speak Spanish. They're going to ask you which area you're from. And, yeah. like, the one point of pride I do have is that even amongst other Latinos, They'll hear me talk and they'll be like, oh, you're Venezuelan. And I'm like, you have no idea how much you've just done for me in this moment. My whole family will laugh at me. Um, But the fact that other Latinos can recognize that I have some semblance of a Venezuelan Mm -hmm. accent, that's validating. That that hits home. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I love that. I love that for you. But as much as like... Asians like to brag like we absolutely suck at telling each other apart I'm gonna just say like <laughs> so like to further add to my like identity crisis right like I keep getting mistaken as being anything other than Chinese <laughs> I'm just like okay great that's uh <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's because it's worse when it's people from your own culture it's like friends like, please uh, yeah yeah, Comrades. no, seriously. Every time help I DJ like you. a Chinese wedding, they're like, are, are you are you Japanese? Are you Korean? I'm just like, nope. Like, I'm one of you guys. Yeah. And it's like extra funny when I DJ like a Korean wedding and they're just like, are you Korean? And I'm just like, nope, Chinese. Like, very much <laughs> not. Very much not. Thank you. Yep. I'm I'm good. I'm, yep. We're five deep into countries before you get it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's incredible. Uh, I remember um and this is something like I'll, I'll run it by you because uh, especially on the on the subject of like the, the, like multicultural and like reconnecting and things like that. Yeah, I listened um, to an episode of Office Hours with Doctor C. Um, it's a it's a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's really good. But he recently had an episode um, with a couple of different creators, including like Justin um, on TikTok and stuff, and then nice. there's Tally and Nerdy, um, and they were talking a lot about. Um, diversity and also like especially being like black in these like nerdy spaces mm-hmm. um and i think tally is the one that mentioned this but they mentioned how they have a a, a long time running homebrew game um where they where they've invited like guests to, to come on and nice. it's always guests of like different cultures and so the only thing he asks as a requirement to play at his table is that you build some part of the world out like with what your culture is. So the whole world has become this thing where like different cities and different regions are based around like the cultures of the people that have come to play. Yeah. Um, That's dope. And I was like, oh, I love that idea so much. And I would love to like run a game where that there is that like multicultural inspiration, but it comes from someone genuinely in that, in that. Is this like a home game or is this like, Stream. I think it's a home game. I don't know Damn. if it's streamed. I'll have to double check. Okay. Um, Case in point to what I'm about to say next, but continue. Yeah. Um, but I loved that concept. And yeah. I was like, like, 
uh, that that would just be so cool yeah. to, to go play in. 100%. Yeah. I think um, as a space, like for the most part, we're very progressive people, right? In the TTRPG space. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I think um, while there are some like good pockets here and there with, um, you know, the, the, uh, 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 you said Tally, their game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like mm-hmm. the little pockets here and there were like Tally game, um, uh, 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 where, you know, other cultures are being explored even within an already quote unquote minority culture. Um, so far from what I've heard. And of course, like, you know, if anyone listening has heard otherwise, get in the fucking comments. Um, and educate me, but also like, uh, that sentiment is still very much confined to the home game, the, the private game mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. quite made it to content. It's not quite made it to streaming. It, it, it's not like publicly known at large. So right now I think we're still at that like stage of TTRPGs being not only a escape i.e. being a game, but also like a form of expression, a form of, you know, um, media consumption, you know, something or art even that we're still at that state where it, you know, uh, minority culture and, and, and just representation is still very much just tokenized. Like we're still at firmly in that stage right now. Um, not going to name names, but there were some big ones out there mm-hmm. that are predominantly vanilla and only ever have or up until recently like i say the last three years but up until recently have only ever had like one or two specks of oreos coming on or a banana coming on you know <laughs> um, oh yes all the food analogies for the flavoring yes the flavoring. in the shell the ice cream not flavoring on the, not on the dish mm-hmm, exactly but but yeah so uh yeah we're still very much tokenized at the moment um and i think um yeah stuff like um you know daisy quest um uh you know uh, asian Re- asians represent is another one um mm-hmm. out there uh, i don't I, I, it's been a while since I've last listened to them, but when I did, and this was like in, oh, I don't know, 2017, 2018, um, you know, they were, they were out there, you know, just f- rolling dice, fighting monsters, but the, you know, they were, they were some badass Chinese folklore monsters or East Asian folklore monsters. Um, yeah, that's sick. So, you know, we need, s- I want, I, I like, I want to say, hey, we need to have like, uh, and I'll, I'll just speak to like, you know, I'll stay in my lane and I'll say like, for example, we need to have an Asian, um, uh, uh, centric actual play that yeah. doesn't just talk about fucking Asians. You know what I mean? Like you look <laughs> at his, like our real life history. There were, there were Africans in Asia, in ancient Asia. There were, yeah, there were Caucasians. In ancient Asia, there even amongst all the different shades of yellow, there's so many. Okay, uh, so it's like you know, it's diversity as a baseline versus as exactly, exactly. Where it's like just like yes, have a diverse culture because that's yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And also, don't fetishize it by turning it into just another fantasy race. Um, you know? Yeah, no. Um, but, but like, as much as it was, it kind of circling back, as much as I would love to say, let's have those, I think, and this might be my 30 year old brain talking, um, but just reality check, I don't think we're there yet. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I think there are people that are itching to make it happen, but, Unfortunately, and yeah. also circling even further back to your previous question or point about, yes, TTRPGs is still very much a very white dominated space. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, unfortunately for a lot of us creatives, it means we have to play to the market. And currently the market is not quite ready. I don't. Not quite there yet. Yeah. yeah. And, and that sucks. And also, um, yeah, it, 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 I like I don't know how to fix it. I'm I'm just the music guy. I'm the bard. <laughs> I am not the <laughs> I'm not the paladin in in this situation. But yeah, I think that's where we are right now. Is you know we're still tokenizing minorities and um, you know oppressed peoples um, and. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we should be, we should be, you know, I would like within my lifetime to see us reach that next step. And, yeah, you know, when I, when I, when I hear about a new podcast or a new stream or a new actual play, right? It's like, oh, cool. Like, like, or not, oh, but, you know, like I would be less surprised. I would love to be less surprised when I learned that, you know, it's, it's, it's Asian or it's Latino or it's mm-hmm. South Asian or African or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have forgotten yeah. the question. I think going back to, <laughs> you're good. You're good. We ramble. Um, I think back to like what you had said too of like the, that, that element still being confined to the home game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also hard to, yeah, like it's hard to as much like as I would love to build that kind of game and, and produce it the way that I would want to produce it and put it out into the world. Unfortunately, you're, you're, yeah, like you're fighting what is more, more palatable to the majority. Right. Um, and putting yourselves out there at that level of representation, like Desi Quest is amazing. Um, in what it's doing but it also has some really powerful like backers um that have made it what it is um like dimension 20 and critical role and hero forge Mm -hmm. and and so many others are like on the list of people that have backed and supported um it becoming the the level of production that it is so it's hard for the common person (laughs) that doesn't have all those resources to make it and produce it to the level and degree that would be uh interesting for the masses to join in on yeah, 100%. um I, so because you'll still get a following but it'll it'll be smaller yeah. and like it'll be a harder fight to grow it um and obviously you're opening yourself up to a lot of like the less savory parts of the internet <laughs> that don't like the changes that are happening oh yeah uh, within the space yeah it's it's always a particular kind of person uh <laughs> that gives us the backlash um i will say this it's also especially hard for us right because not only are we trying to like um uh uh 
sort of not balance balance is not the right word but um quote unquote make palatable um you know our content to the market but also like we carry a lot of weight and judgment from our own people that we have to represent quote unquote correctly even though one can make the argument like hey yo art is art and i do whatever the fuck i want oh uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but also like yeah it's you 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 have that breathing down your neck and it just it's extra hard so like yeah even though i mentioned like composing chinese music uh and genre blending is like my favorite thing to do but like i am constantly you know as i'm putting the the shamisen or the the gujang or the erhu on in, into the orchestra i am constantly thinking of all the you know old you know master wu gui from kung fu panda looking people out there that are going to be just saying nope this is not chinese <laughs> right this is disgusting <laughs> exactly um or or even like even people from like our age group who are, who are also connect, reconnecting um uh uh even you know the fear of them uh, of even them going like no it's i don't know it's yeah. not really it's not really what i'm you know jiving with what i'm uh, what i'm seeing uh yeah like that that's that's scary too so for sure yeah it's like i think a lot of like my my big fear in that is again like the whole aspect of like i was mostly raised here Mm -hmm. like i was i was in venezuela until i was seven so yes i have some memories but like most of my life has been here most of my life has been amongst not my own culture and and diving into that 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 dream of a project would mean like the idea of me representing my culture feels wrong Mm -hmm. you know in the sense of like i don't feel like i have a leg to stand on because i did i wasn't raised there and i I didn't get to experience it and like to to be fair like that that experience was robbed from me um not by my family but by the circumstances in which we were under that made us have to come here and the idea of being the representation of that and then also like you know, I am not in touch with other like Latin cultures either. So I'm like, I can't, I can't speak for Colombians. Right. I can't speak for Peruvians. I can't speak for all of those. Um, so it's, it's hard to. That's why you're the dungeon master that. and you're the bridge between, you know, the quote unquote <laughs> pure culture and the quote unquote other pure culture. The pure <laughs> culture is to my table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just the little puppet master in the background. Like, don't pay attention to mm-hmm. me. Pay attention to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you must bring a dossier on your post. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. provide the colonizers, so could... and then you kick them, kick them out. Cool. And then you cool? kick them cool. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, 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 c
aren't a thing that does not exist here you do not come to my table to experience that um but you know there i do like to make our, our our world very diverse um but it's never something i'm like putting a spotlight on if that makes sense i'm like like what people look like stops at the baseline of like this is a descriptor mm-hmm. this is just yeah. so you know what this person looks yeah. like but it is not the defining thing about them yeah. what is defining about them is like their station in life or what they're doing or or you know their magical abilities or or, or melee prowess whatever their their role is in the world outside of yeah. that fact okay. uh, because i'm like you know there's a lot of like inter interracial couples or or you know uh like gay couples and whatever and for me in my ideal world nobody blinks an eye yeah that's normal yeah 100 type type stuff because you don't come to my table to to deal with all that real world shit <laughs> yeah you, you you roll dice to fucking kill monsters okay yeah and even then <laughs> Maybe that's also kind of racist, but whoa. And even then, maybe, maybe my monster is baby girl, yeah. and like you shouldn't be trying to kill him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, my my yeah. flair lies also matter. I guess maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation there. Yeah, we're just gonna clip that little bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and blast and blast you. Oh yeah, right, great. Aiden Dungeon Maestro gets canceled over this one little line. <laughs> for being a for being a mind flayer stand. Yep. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's fine. My playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. My my playthrough of, of Baldur's Gate, I've out of five times, three of them I have allowed myself to get turned. So yeah. <laughs> I'm rapidly heading that way, and it wasn't what I, I expected know. from my first play. I know, right? But I I made my guardian too attractive, and he's like, hey, you should eat these um, little grubby grubs. And I was like, I sure will. <laughs> what to do. And then it got to, like, the, the tipping, yeah. where you kind of become, like, half prolific. Yeah. And I had, because I had consumed, like, every available yeah. larvae in yeah. my pack, I had to pass a thirty wisdom check to not like pass it, which I I was incapable right. of doing because I play yep. a paladin. Um, <laughs> so her wisdom is like minus oh. one. Like I oh. I can't. I Baby can't girl, goddamn, <laughs> um, no chance. Yeah. So I was just like, Unless so I was like, well, I crit, guess you're not gonna get it. Yeah, and I was like, I guess this is, and I rolled like. Uh, twice I think, and I was like, uh, "If it's meant to be, it'll be." And one of the times I rolled a one, and the other time I rolled something that wasn't <laughs> wasn't a natural twenty. So I was like, "Well, I guess this is how we're yep. meant to be yep. this time." <laughs> and now I know yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. I will say with Baldur's Gate, that is one of the games that I'm like, I normally struggle to not be good, uh, just all the way through. Baldur's Gate has really been my most chaotic experience where I'm just doing I'm just doing all sorts of war crimes and like not feeling <laughs> bad about it. Hey, welcome to the Murder Hobo Club, baby. Yeah. There's a lot of like moral ambiguity yeah. in Baldur's Gate. And it makes it very apparent of like the thing of the villain depends on what mm-hmm. side you're on. Like that is very an unusual mm-hmm. state. So it's like, well, what is yeah, yes, there are things where, like, we have our unhinged, our first playthrough, where we're absolutely <laughs> playing atrocities. But 
And so there are some things where like, nah, it's black and white, whether yeah. this is good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are times where it's like, it's yeah, very gray. 100%. Yeah. It also doesn't help that the characters I want to smash are also problematic. So oh, I'm yeah. like, well, I got to do this because like Shadowheart's going to hate me if I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that that little text that says Shadowheart disapproves. Like, oh, oh, well, you got to yeah, no, hurt me that way. That. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, all of them. I, I hate getting disapproved by Literally all any of them. Of them. Yep. Yep, yep. Oh, and and I'm like, if I have to go commit war crimes, Will and Carlac do have to stay home. Yeah. Um, because I can't bear with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but Asterion can come along. Shadowheart can come along. Lazel can definitely come along. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> when I know I'm about to do some fucked up shit, I got the problematic crew. And whenever I'm like, I'm gonna go do some good shit, I gotta bring the good the good. Like we're all the bad kids, but like here are the worst kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're the ones. And I like that they all sort of start in the middle. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Start shifting like, them a little bit. Light mm-hmm. Or, like, skip into the darkness with them. I like that, that would be really fun. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Oh, my goodness. Well, this time has, has certainly flown by, and I'm realizing we've gone over by a bit, but I've enjoyed oh, yeah, every okay. second. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Um, I'll, I'll all just good. Need to come all on good again. conversations. Damn. <laughs> Oh, oh, I guess if you'll twist yeah, my arm. I'll have to I'll have to break up the, the next Ryan streak. Oh, please do. Please. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do any more Ryan's. Somebody, we're capped out on Ryan. You're done with Ryan's, you're gonna get Brian's next. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> it's it's Brian's and then Craig's the and then uh, mm-hmm. Aaron's. You gonna you know Chad. <laughs> yeah, Chad's for sure. <laughs> no chats allowed oh my goodness it's an ironic yeah yeah <laughs> the one valid chat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful well thank you so much for coming thank, on thank this has been such me. a pleasure yeah, 100%, 100%. yeah absolutely if you want to remind the listeners just one more time um who you are where they can sure. find you and plug any cool projects that you got coming yeah, up for sure go for it um so again i am aiden chan aka the dungeon maestro um my day job is literally making music for ttrpgs um as well as if you're listening and you're in a writer author of any kind because i know our communities are very tight-knit um yeah i do music for book promos as well um that said uh yeah all my stuff you can find on you know social media um i am not on facebook anymore so don't even go there uh but <laughs> uh youtube uh, a lot of my old stuff is there um tiktok i haven't posted in a year but you know there's some fun stuff there too um and i should really go back but uh primarily on threads right now um and you can you want to you know just listen to my portfolio without seeing me yammer on and on then uh you can go check out my website that's uh aidenchanmusic.com um and eventually i will get around to posting more stuff onto spotify and all the streaming platforms too um right now there's a few few things on there but not a lot um but uh you can also check out obp musical um they have uploaded a lot of my stuff onto uh spotify and streaming platforms too so um yeah a lot of uh, you know if you want like examples of actual ttrpg music like there you go um and 
currently just working on uh you know commissions um but also as i mentioned before doing stuff for infinite stories so that new ttrpg platform with a quote-unquote language model-based um search engine that gives you real art by real people um as well as music and writing um and is going to be launching sometime this year um so be on the lookout for that um and yeah that's pretty much it i'm just kind of the resident bard for uh <laughs> you know our people ding <laughs> if there people. was video i'd be smiling and like do it putting my hands up to my chin and be like ding right now um <laughs> i love that we'll have to bring you back on whenever we actually do have video going. Yeah, nice nice cool I, I was like cleaning my room frantically but i was like hold on maybe we don't have video so it's good <laughs> so there's like not clothes yet on the but floor soon, soon we will yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just let me know then and then i'll just like probably put a backdrop on <laughs> behind heck, me heck yeah <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for joining us Um, and thank you you guys for for listening to another episode of table talk and we'll see y'all next time bye we'll see you then bye table talk is a podcast brought to you by mythos media productions bringing you a new episode every wednesday wherever you get your podcasts find us on instagram and tiktok at table talk rpg or check us out at our website mythosmediaproductions.godaddysites.com All business inquiries can reach out to us via email at info at mythosmediaproductions.com